All right. Hey, everybody. Peter Buck, first comment. How about that? Hey, Peter. How you doing, Peter? Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. How are you? Man. That guy awesome. right there. Amazing. Yeah, he is. Yeah. 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 Who else is out there tonight? We are, uh, here we are. The Sunday Night Live show. <laughs> uh, we are here to do uh, conversation and dialogue. Um, we're kicked off a new series today, guys. We started a new uh, collection of teachings, I'm calling it. It was awesome, man. It was a great good. word. Thanks. Love yeah, thanks. it. Um, yeah. You know, uh, interesting. I got a lot of feedback today, uh, mostly from parents who okay. felt very... You wouldn't believe the texts and direct messages I got from parents saying, I feel better knowing that my kid is not the only liar. <laughs> <laughs> my mom said that like, to me about me being a liar. Legit. Um, that's true. Legit. Multiple texts, like some in real time in the morning, like my phone just starts vibrating. People saying that strangely made me feel better to know that you're the pastor's kids. <laughs> the pastor's kids have their moments too. Like, let yeah. me tell you. COVID, man, this quarantine just brings out the moments of plenty. I don't know about you, but yeah, well, my kids haven't lied yet, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Their dad does though. <laughs> Quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh it hurt. That hurt. Yeah. Julie's gonna say amen. Let's look at the comments. Let's see. <laughs> what are you, what are uh what are you guys missing the most with the whole quarantine? How are you just holding up anyway? Just so everybody knows who's watching. Um we have here with me tonight our uh, three location pastors. So our lead pastor in Halifax up here uh, uh, to my, my left, uh, the man who is an essential service in and of himself, as per the shirt, <laughs> copping the midnight, the five o'clock shadow, the myth, the man, the legend, Seth Fancy. <laughs> great to right be on it great to be on tonight everybody from halifax it's, it's great to, to have be you on here. the show it's good, good to have to, you good, on the show good to be present so yeah and then uh down here to my left i feel like we're the uh like the brady bunch here <laughs> like all, we got uh john robertson who is our newest location pastor he's although he's done it before he is uh him and his wife just moved Right before it was too late to get on the, uh, they just got on the island before now they're stuck. <laughs> they're, they're in PEI. Oh, you're muted, John. You're yeah. muted, brother. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's good. <laughs> yeah. They don't, have, they don't have audio. No clue. PEI, yeah. So, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah like, he still has no clue. John, you're, 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 John. Muted. you're muted, bro. You're, you're, you're muted, man. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey. I'm great. <laughs> they do hey, have, they yeah. do have audio. Hello, Charlotte. Oh, no, man. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got audio here. How is it going in Charlottetown? Oh man, now three, three, three. It's it's good, man. Like the um, people really taking it seriously, and it's like we're down to like three active cases right now. So I think we're we're hopeful that things are going to start phasing into an opening here, at least a limited opening here, so pretty soon. So really, really mm -hmm. hopeful. But it's good, man. People are out and about. People are been really, really good about. Um, just distancing and all that stuff. And so I think all of that is added up into to what's happened here. Cause at first it looked like we spiking pretty quick, but that's good, man. Yeah. 
you know, one thing I find really interesting about this is that it's not just kind of like the, the social distancing, like in terms of like the physical distancing, but it's actually, uh, it's like a social distancing as well. I went for a run in Victoria Park yesterday and you're just saying hi to people as you run by. And it's just like, it's almost like snaps people awake. They're like, oh yeah, I can actually talk to humans here. It's all right. So right. But it's good, man. Love being here. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, crazy times though. I mean, what an interesting time to move, move there. And then of course, uh, down here, we've got uh, none other than the, the myth, the man, the legend. Mr. Philip Adam Brewer. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Philip, there. Yeah. Thanks. That's I know you, I know you, well, I know you well enough to know your real name. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good, man. Things are, you know yeah. what I miss? I miss our meetings and hanging out and laughing. The Zoom stuff, yeah, it, it, it scratches the itch. But, I hate Zoom. I'm so oh, over man. Zoom. I'm zoomed out. <laughs> yeah, I'm man. Zoomed I, out. I really, I miss it more than I thought. Like, oh. uh, I'm just being around and. You'd think you think we need people in our lives, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah you'd think yep. that. You think Jesus, yeah, yeah, you would. What do you? This is not a spiritual question at all. What is the first, like after like, the breakthrough happens and kids go back to school? Oh Jesus! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even wait. Oh, oh man, routine, routine. Oh. I am. I am. You know what the craziest thing is? I, I weigh five pounds less than I did before this thing started, and I'm mm. way chubbier. Uh, no, I'm way chubbier. Yeah. Like I just okay. muscle mass just gone. Gone. I, I'm <laughs> turning into a pear. <laughs> Listen, I've seen you, Brent, and uh, you are not like a pear. So I'm with my son yesterday, and he says, "Hey, Dad, you kind of look like the Rock," and I'm like. <laughs> I'm kind of like, you know, and he goes, yeah, yeah you guys have the same nostrils. I said, uh, <laughs> the same nostrils, that, that's it. Maybe, maybe haircut, but nostrils, not arms. No, nostrils. And dead serious. Hey, so, you're up you five pounds. Um, I'm not going to say what I'm up, but uh, I'm hoping yeah. before people see no. the rest of me. No, I, I'm uh, down five pounds. It, oh, <laughs> just yeah, clarifying. That's right. But I'm, visually, I'm visually up at least... You know, a couple couple inches on the waistline. So yeah. Anyway, can't wait. Can't wait to go to the gym and to play basketball. That's, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gym's good, man. Yeah. So we got a few people uh, tuned in with us, about a hundred people watching. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Um, we're gonna just kick around some discussion and dialogue because what we started into, into today, I mean, just pretty massive topic to kind of kick open the gospel conversation. But I do want uh, I do want to just invite any of you who have any questions at all uh, that we'll do our best. I mean, again, let's I'd prefer to kind of keep it into areas of Christianity, spirituality, uh, maybe basketball. Beyond that, you're, you're not going to get a great, uh, great answer out of me. Um, Seth can speak. Seth can speak to a few more sports as well as origami. Um, he, he does know masterful does, does know how to fold a good paper hidden talent That's yeah. right yeah and i don't know what hidden talents these guys have but if you have any uh any questions at all um i do want to keep this kind of live q a um because i have found lots of feedback from a lot of you just saying how helpful this has been because you know in the sermon setting we don't really get to kind of stop and say hey you know do you like what questions do you have or 
you know, sometimes you make a statement in a sermon and it makes 10 more questions, right? And so uh, I definitely want this to be a time that can be interactive while we're on Facebook Live. So if you have any questions, I'd love it if you'd uh, put them in the comments and we'll do our best to keep going. But uh, we're going to just get talking about the good news. Guys, first and foremost, before we just sort of get going through the message and sort of hammering down on some of these conversations, uh, what stood out to you, like, as a listener, not even thinking as, like, this morning, you know, you're watching the sermon, um, you know, I was really wishing I could be preaching that for an hour or so to uh, to a group of, of people listening together, but uh, nonetheless, what what uh, what kind of stood out to you guys as uh, as you heard the word this morning? The story we believe is the story we live by. Boom. Absolutely. That's been so true yeah. in my life over the years. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if people, if, if we all really understand what we, uh, what we believe sometimes. Mm -hmm. We say what we believe, yeah. but if, if we actually take a few minutes and look at our life, there's lots of times where Julie would say, I don't know, your life doesn't reflect what you preach or what you believe. What you say you believe. Yeah. 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 That, that, that question or statement is uh well anyway there's a sermon in it you preached it this morning um but yeah. it, that's there's a lot to that and i think sometimes we look past that really quick yes um, anyway that stood out to me yeah for, yeah uh, i mean and there's a whole bunch of other stuff obviously to follow that but that was a huge statement yeah that um, was at the top of my my page like when yeah. you started you know i was i took some notes uh during your sermon and i wrote that down and circled it, you know, um, not only is that, is that big for us as we, you know, start into this series on the gospel, but that's big for anybody, right? Like, it's yeah. not just like the story that you believe yeah. there's, there's other stories that people are believing and the fruit of their life is being, you know, it's being told through how people live. Right. And so uh, huge statement, very big yeah. statement. I thought that was, uh, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. So, Definitely. So, so here's a, here's a question. So like we, we hardly scratch the surface on this idea of like right believing, like un, unfortunately, like it depends on, it depends on like the, 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 like the background that you grew up in. I grew up in a, in a Christian background. Again, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, and I, I look back on all the things that I, you know, misunderstood about the gospel growing up and i can't say that anybody taught me the wrong way i just that's what i heard um yeah and when when i grew up i for me faith was more about behavior than anything else like following jesus mm -hmm. is more about what you do it was more about like you you know i can remember i can remember be, i can remember being a kid who very much believed in jesus i remember i remember like giving my life to Jesus at six years old. It's one of my earliest childhood memories. I very much remember it. Uh, my mother, my mother praying with me at my bedside. I very much remember that. Um, and I have very few memories before that moment. Um, mm. And yet so much fear of like heaven and hell. Um, you know, if I did something bad in the day, I can remember like probably every night when I was a little kid, like saying my prayers and, saying, and God, you know, forgive me um, and let me get into heaven just in case I was a bad person today. Like that was really kind of my mindset. I think that's the mindset for a lot of people. That's the story they heard is like, so. 
you do these things and you're going to get to heaven someday. And like, but the, the biblical message and what Jesus seems to say is, you know, right belief is actually what leads to right behavior that the, like the key to life is actually in, in what you believe. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you guys a question. Cause I, I think there's, there's like another, there's another ugly side to this of like, like I said, I said uh, in one, at one moment, like if you get the gospel, right, you get life, right? Like if you, like, that's why mm -hmm. God gave us Jesus. That's why we have the gospels. Cause it's like our, it's that, it's that point at which we can kind of cling and, and we can like, you know, quote unquote, understand truth that we could never comprehend. It's just like, it's our handle. It's the thing that gives us life. But there's another side to it that like, what's the difference? Let me ask you this question. What's the difference between, I have some thoughts, but I'd like to get yours. Like, you know, getting up in the morning and like, you know, what's the difference between right believing and like, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, because we, we do live in a time where, you know, how do, I, how do I back this up? It's not about like just belief. It's about right belief. And I want to make that distinction because we live in a time that's very big on belief. In fact, like you do you. I believe I'm a guy or I believe I'm a girl or I believe that I'm a unicorn or whatever. Like we live in a time where there's like, your beliefs are ultimate are like the ultimate thing um and how would you guys guys kind of delineate between the the type of belief what separates i guess let me ask you this question what separates um what's the difference between like when jesus says you know that the whole right belief when paul says like unless you believed in vain versus you know wrong believing do you know what i'm saying like how, how do we how do we delineate between the two like how do we help people who think that okay as long as i believe in as long as i believe it with all my heart um it's gonna be fine does that make sense maybe not I, i'm all over the place let me say it like this it's like the um i i told an illustration one time of like there was two guys two guys were on like they were, were rock climbing and they fell down and they both were on a cliff and there are two people together. And the, the one on the left said, I think we're supposed to use this way, this rock, and that's going to help us get to safety. And the other guy said, I don't think so. I think it might be this one. And the guy on the left's like, no, I, I really believe it's this rock. I believe it with all my heart. And as long as I believe it with all my heart, that's going to, that's the rock. I believe it. The other guy's like, ah, I'm not so sure, but I, I don't think it's that rock. And so the guy on the left takes the rock he thought and he believed was the right rock. And then it just turns out that it wasn't and he falls to his death. And the guy goes the other way and gets up to safety. And the, the moral of the story and the moral of the parable is it's not really how much you believe it. It's that you believed in the right rock, mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like what are your that's thoughts on that? Because we live in a day that's like that puts a high premium on Yo, you just got to believe. And, and that, that's not what the gospel is saying. It's like right believing yeah. is, is the key. Not believing, yeah. right believing. I like that. It, it, there's a lot you're saying there, Brent, in a sense where like, I think I can, I think I can, I'm going to do this today. Um, man, there's a lot in that statement because there's a ton of people that would look and say, I wish I could have what that guy had because I'm trying uh, 
I think I can, I think I can, and it's not working. So how do I, but they actually love Jesus and believe in Jesus. So how do we, I know what you're saying. It, it, there's a lot there where there's more to it than I just, I think I can, I think I can. And I really think it's in that deep belief. And I liked when you said about the prayer when you were a kid, like praying, hey, you know what? I hope I was a good boy today. So I pretty much I don't burn in hell was really like, I was scared to death of that. So I'd love to hear what these two guys have to say about um, like that. I think I can, I think I can. And what, what separates that? Like where, how do we, cause that was a huge journey for me. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think, I think like listening to Brent's stories, so parallel to mine like i remember with my dad praying to receive jesus in my life for forgiveness of my sins and all that but continued to struggle for a, a good portion of my adolescent years into my early adult life really until i got into bible college right until right. i really understood the full and i think this is the this is the key term for me what i wonder is it's not so much is it right believing versus wrong believing uh, or is it partial believing versus full believe, believing? Have I believed the full gospel, yeah. right? But even even back from that, though, like what I'm getting at is I think I think we live in a day that places a high premium on sincerity and not accuracy. Mm. That's what I've been trying. That's what took me 10 minutes gotcha. to say. Yes. So that, I, I was like, eh, sorry. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out, too. That's exactly what you were saying. Sorry. Like, I, 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 yeah. I realized this is why I do... No, it's good hours of sermon work behind the scenes so I can get it clean in 30 minutes. But yeah. it's like we live in a time where, yeah, where people there's a premium right now on sincerity. If you believe it, that's your truth. Yeah, and I think what Jesus yeah. came to do is actually yeah. bring accuracy. Yeah. And the one who and that's why he says, totally. like, um, he said, it says, like, if you have faith like a mustard seed, it'll it'll reap the return. And I think what the point is, Jesus is saying it's. It's not the power of your faith. The power is what your faith is in. It's like, it's not how much faith you have or how sincere it's. A, is it in the right place? It's right. the idea of sincerity versus accuracy. Yeah. I think that's my, that's my big heart, mm -hmm. honestly, behind doing this series is over and over in my life. And I don't suspect this will ever stop, but I keep having God correct me and bring, bring like a, a more mature and refined accuracy to how I understand mm. him through the gospel of Jesus. Yep. Like the yeah. depth and the breadth of it continues to grow. Do you, can you guys describe a time in your life where you just had a revelation, like when it comes to the gospel of, oh my goodness, like you had a, had a revelation. Do you, do you guys have any, any examples of that? Like there, yeah. where there was like a, heart aha yeah i remember um i mean for myself it um i was thinking about um it's interesting that tomorrow we're going to be starting the alpha course and uh during the alpha course um some years ago i remember we used to be called the holy spirit weekend and um it's like i i was thinking about your message today and i thought you know i was living in a world that was very much kind of like the romans chapter seven it's like you know, in my innermost being, I delight in the law of God, but my members, I see another law waging war. And it's mm -hmm. like, woe is me, right? And it's like that tension of like, I want to believe this. I want to be a better Christian. I want this to, you know, give power to my life. And it's just like, you're always like this, you know, roller coaster up and down. And I remember 
during the Alpha Weekend, just really just having an encounter with, with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the gospel. And it really just changed the, the dynamic of my faith where it almost kind of flipped from that Romans chapter seven to Romans chapter eight, where it's like, you know, there, therefore now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ, you know, until later on says those he called, he justified, those he justified, he glorified, therefore who can separate us from the love of God? And it's just like this, it was an epic transformation and just the basics of how I, you know, related to God and how I started off my morning. And so it was, it was much more less of a kind of a doing and more of a coming to a relationship with them and that was that was a huge point in my life you know i was in my university years when it happened but really changed everything from then then on out it's beautiful you guys have any examples of like just revelation of the grace of god the gospel taking deeper root for uh for me it was man well many times but a few years ago we got king's church i don't know probably seven now um under one of your sermons brent before this pastor role even happened it, it was uh and I love what you just said about the accuracy. I think it just, it happened. I was listening to a sermon and um, just super convicting. And, and I remember for me guys, and, and it's different, but I would leave the church and I would cry from probably two kilometers down the road. I get home and I'd shake it off and then get, get the week under my belt, the, the best I could not, not, not living for Jesus. And then that one day, um, it just changed, Brent. And you know what? I, I, I really think it wasn't right behaviors, but it was, it, it was definitely accurate faith, but it was definitely persistence and not giving up um, where I knew there was something here, not, not the church, but something under the word of God that would change my life. And I wasn't going to let go until it happened. Mm-hmm. And, and then it happened and it changed everything where I remember that day, um well my whole life turned upside down for for the good and and it was man, it, it, you know, i love that word accurate actually i'm going to use that at celebrate recovery tuesday night but um it became very very focused on that love of jesus and the gospel truth rather than right behavior and it didn't matter how many kilometers i got down the road he, he loved me the whole way through my week and uh, you guys got me crying. I miss you guys. But anyway, word, it, was, uh, <laughs> it, it radically changed. And it was, it was because there was an accurate teaching spearheading mm-hmm. my, my heart, like coming at me and the persistence of, I knew I wanted what I saw people have, and I wasn't going to stop till I got it. Um, it's awesome. So something shifted in your mind though, because it comes, it does, it still comes back to like, I think that's what Paul means when he says in Romans 12, he says, you know, be not be conformed to the patterns of this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that like Absolutely. he changes your thinking. Like, so for sin, for instance, yep. the only times I've ever had, like the, all the areas of my life, I look back over and I see like, I used to struggle with this and now I'm walking in victory. I used to struggle in this and now I'm walking in victory every one of those victories, I can pinpoint back to a moment where it's like, Oh, yep. Uh, yep. there's something I was not believing about. Like if say it's mm-hmm. a thou shalt not sin and God says, don't do that. And I kept doing it. Yep. There's something in me that's, that doesn't believe that God's command on God's command is going to bring life. Yeah. I changed the root. That's the root of it. Yeah. And then when yeah. I changed my mind, that is like, God's not it. withholding from me. God's got something good for me that gives that actually gives you the power to actually be set free. I guess that, that week I, I changed my mind and then he transformed it. 
Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a, it's alignment. It's that accuracy. Yeah. It's alignment. Instead of him trying to transform it before I actually changed my mind. Yeah. I wasn't done. Yeah. I wanted him to transform it and just remove everything rather than me saying, I'm going to change my mind. And then he said, okay, I'll transform. Seth had something there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep adding to what you guys are saying, but I think that's like Brent, like he he basically just, you know, spelled out for me uh, those moments when I finally let go and receive God's faith for me that God could transform me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I think, I think I believed it for everybody else and I saw everyone else's testimony, but you got little pastor's kid, church kid coming in and I got caught in a, in a, and probably in a gospel of sin management more than a true gospel of transformation, which is everyone's talking about a moment of transformation, right? Which is Adam, that, uh, that gospel of sin management in that book that I lent you that you need to finish. Okay. Is that so you didn't respond to my text? So so yeah. you think I should read it? I think yeah. That's uh Dallas Dallas Willard. Dallas Willard. Divine yeah, conspiracy. Yeah. yeah, that's a great I just finished that actually. Oh so, man. Yeah, I, I was oh, supposed to have that done in January. Yeah. So yeah. Now that the whole world knows. Don't miss your COVID window. Hey, I just gave you some accountability. Everyone's gonna yeah, ask so, you, did you yeah. finish it? And you're yeah. gonna say, You should see that book. It's like this thick. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a big yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. The gospel of sin management, though. I mean that that again it's ba- it's based on a lie they got the, what explain the gospel of sin management mm. Seth. it's this i mean i think it's a it, it was based out of fear really that um totally. you know and i would say too like a, a very shortened understanding of what the true gospel is um i had a really good good friday gospel right um that i received god's forgiveness for my life of course i did but i my life was not transformed i was not walking in power right and so i did yeah. not I didn't really walk in the resurrection power of Jesus. And so there was still a part of my life and my heart that, that needed to be taken care of. And the only way I could do it was continue to try to save myself rather than just making myself available for God to truly come in and save me truly transform and cleanse my life and my heart. And I've seen it time and time again, uh, probably as recent as a few years ago when I, when I came on staff at King's church, honestly, some of you guys all remember this when I was struggling with uh, my episode of anxiety and stuff. And uh, one of the key moments was when God revealed something very deep in my life. Uh, and I let go of it. And, 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 he, and, he, and like, again, the gospel came in and washed over, washed over that area of my life, transformed it and filled it up to overflowing. It was an area of, I'll just be vulnerable with everybody. I don't, I don't care. It's my testimony. Uh, was an area of rejection and I felt, I felt deeply wounded in rejection. Didn't see it in myself. Um, but, but God in, you know, continued to remind me that I'm his beloved and, uh, it was rooted, uh, 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 uh rooting myself back into the, the true gospel of Jesus that truly set me free to where I am mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful for that, but it's been these moments in these pockets of, either deep wounds or sin or something in my life that God has truly transformed. And now I, I walk in freedom in that. If you, so. I mean, if we, if we can just believe that God is, is able. So we talk about like the resurrection power, all that, yeah. but beyond that, I, I said it very quickly. I mean, I, I, I understand, I flew through that sermon. It was I mean, 30. I don't want to mess more than 30 minutes on that online format, but if we can believe that God's able, which I think a lot of us can, 
but that doesn't actually give us the victory. It's not until we believe that God is good yep. that, that we start to actually let go and trust him. I think that's the point in like, um, you know, the story of the two sons, right? The prodigal son. I mean, it's actually the story of two sons and two false views of the father. It's, yeah, it's view really. A. View A is that he, the father doesn't do it right. I'm going to go find my own way. And then when he got out there, he realized that even the servants in the father's house eat better than this. And so he had his change of mind, right? And he goes back and finds the father's love. And then the story goes, though, there's an older brother who is working under the gospel of sin management. He's working under religion. So I talked talk about like fake news of the works gospel. Yep. And like he's had a slave kind of slave mentality to the father where He's going to just, I'm going to work here and I'm going to earn my dues because the father won't give it. And the point of the story was the father, the father is this benevolent, loving, forgiving provider for both of them. And if they would have both just rested in that, they would have been spared all the destructiveness. Mm -hmm. Like that's the, that's mm -hmm. the whole point. That's, that's, go for yeah, it. I, I love this yeah. conversation. Um, it's funny. I don't know the person listening. We were saying we had our moments of faith and we came to Christ. The one I, I've always struggled with is the guy that, that's coming over and over that I sit beside, put my arm around. He's like, hey, just one instance, I remember he's saying, do you know when a, like a kettle is just boiled dry and there's nothing left? And, and I just don't know what else to do. And he's in church and he, wa he wants it so, so, so bad. But it's like he, and, I, and listen to it, it's not that he can't get it, but it's like he can't get it. Do you know what I mean? Like he comes and comes. He sees us worshiping. He sees um, life to its fullest. I love what you said. Get the gospel right. Get life right. Like we're trying to, totally. we're getting life right. But this man or woman that's coming over and over just can't get it. And I believe they want it, but they can't get it. Yeah. You guys know, like you have some insight, maybe even Seth, yeah. when you were saying your brokenness thing, I just, uh, that's hard for me to explain sometimes because it, it happened to me and how do I do you, do you guys know what I'm saying a bit like yep. where we see yeah. it over and over we do Amen. the guys coming they're up front for prayer they're confessing they're broken but it's not clicking yeah I always I wonder with some of that is you know something that's been fairly profound just in my own spiritual life and I've seen this over and over as a pastor is I, Brent, I thought that that statement you said, it says the gospel is an event. It's not like an idea or a recommendation. Yeah. It's an event. And I think what happens is a lot of times, I mean, we all kind of grew up, you know, believing this where it's like, we think of the gospel as like a recommendation. It's like a self-help thing that I'm just going to come and I'm mm -hmm. going to take on this recommendation. And when we start relating it to it more as an event that occurred, like, Oh, I mean like freedom from sin. I can just reach out and take that and right right or you know love of the father i can just reach out and take that like to come to that point to, to relate to it more of an event than it is like a kind of a, a thing that i'm going to try to like you know advice i'm going to take on it's just it's it's a huge dynamic and i you know one of my big convictions is i think we radically underestimate the power of god to just bring freedom and release and freedom from sin and it's just like it's it's working out of a place of confidence and, and an event and I really, it's, you know, over and over again, I, I believe it's a, it's a conviction or something that, man, if you start relating in that way, it's just, it's, it's a game changer. It changes everything. Right. So I just thought, thought that statement you shared today, Brent, was just so, so key. Yeah. It's not, it's not self-help. Yeah. No. 
No, and I do want to get into that conversation about like, what's the difference between seeing the gospel as news and seeing it as advice? And I, I do, I do think the more, and, and I don't want to just sit here and say like, it's, you know, like we're all exempt from that. I think, I think we fall into the advice trap all the time. Like I, I constantly, I was so checked last week preparing this message, like how, like anytime, anytime you say you're a follower of Jesus and you're anxious, it means that your faith system's advice and you're not so you're, and you're not so sure that it's going to turn out. Right. Yeah. That's, that's flat out what that means. Anytime, anytime uh, you're struggling with sin, it means that your faith system is operating by ad advice and you're not quite sure uh, that you like this advice. Like, mm -hmm. like, whereas when we really rest in the finished work of the cross and what that has both accomplished for us in the past and provides for us in the present and promises us in the future, that gives, that actually gives us the power. Like if you really, you can't really trust what the cross and resurrection says and be anxious at the same time. They're incompatible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you're either clinging to peace or you're going to be anxious. And I'm, I understand that it's easier said than done, but that to me, I felt funny almost doing this message because I felt at times like people were like, okay, yeah, good news is good news. Thanks. Can we go deeper? Which we will. We will. Like we, we're going to, we're going to dive in and do the deep dive and it's going to be a ton of, it's going to be a ton of fun and helpful for people. But I think if we can't, if you don't, if we don't get that right, every problem that arises in our Christian walk ultimately comes back down to it's a flat out gospel understanding it's a foundations problem something in your alignment is off and now it's growing some type of weed if you are if you are locked in to the finished work of jesus on the cross and the promise of resurrection then that that keeps you aligned for the kingdom life that's what is that what Jesus meant? Again, obedience is part of that. All There's all kinds of by byproduct. But is that what Jesus meant when he says, you know, remain in me and you'll bear much fruit? And I, I found that to be true in temptation. The fight of faith is not to white knuckle. The fight of faith is to believe that the bread of life satisfies better than whatever it is. If it's sexual temptation or substance temptation the fight of faith is still right here. It's do I believe that Jesus who I can't see is better than that image or that website or that bottle or whatever? Like it still comes down flat out to do I believe the announcement when Jesus says, I have come to give sight to the blind, freedom to the captive, mm -hmm. good news to the poor, uh, to bring freedom to the uh, liberty to the oppressed. Do you believe it or not? That I think it's I think it's everything, honestly. What we what we talked about mm. today, announcement versus advice. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. No, I found that that story about Aiden and Alex was that was just on point because it it was an interesting. If you think about that story, it's an interesting analogy where you know you seem like you're pretty close. You know, you get these two you know siblings fighting. And you assume one had kind of, you know, been the one that hadn't told, told the truth. And then it spun you off in this completely different direction that was just so off. And it, it's like, I think that's, 
that's us with the gospel, right? I mean, like we can take a shade of it, like those two comparisons, like the, the two columns, we can take a shade of it that sounds like it's on, but it's actually way, way off. It's like the mm -hmm. prosperity gospel or it's a workspace gospel. And we think, you know, if I'm just a little bit off on it, it's just going to send me a little bit off in the path, but it takes you a completely different road in your relationship with him, right? And it's like, and I think honestly, people growing up in the church, that's the biggest hurdle that they have is that we start off and it's just like this, we hear this gospel of kind of like of works and right and wrong. And we interpreted it as like, as that. And then like, and then it's, the fight really is to get to that point where it's like, oh, it's a relationship. Oh, it's like, I'm completely forgiven. It's like, you know, there's, there's no judgment. There's no condemnation. It's like, I'm completely loved by the father. I come to a relationship. I look to that finished and it's like just a different thing. And that's the biggest battle I think people growing up in the church with and why a lot of, you know, pastors, kids, you know, why we, you know, you kind of struggle with that, right? Because you're, you're kind of going in that direction and then getting over that hurdle. It's like, oh yeah. I remember growing up in the church and then I, you know, I was like, I'm a pastor's kid as well. And it's like, I would be in conversations with people and somebody would mention the name of Jesus and I would hate it. I would just, it'd be like, I'd be like, get me out of this conversation. I don't want to be anywhere near here whatsoever. Right. And it wasn't until years later, I was in university that I came to faith. And I started relating to him as, as a, like a father in relationship. And it just changed everything. And it went from being completely repulsed to like, no, man, it's like, this is everything. Right. So it's just, it's a huge thing. Totally huge thing. I said, I made a statement and I gave an illustration. I said, um, when we treat the gospel as advice, it robs it of its power. Absolutely. And I used, I used the analogy and, um, of like, the difference between getting an essential oil that, uh, you know, like I called it a coroniopathic remedy of essential oils that uh, is going to help you fight off COVID, good luck, versus like a, a, a remedy or a, like a vaccine or some, some type of like medical provision that whatever, you're immune. And the difference between like walking through life with a, an awareness of immunity versus like, I hope that I hope that uh, this works out, right? And I think, I think a lot of Christians we live in that zone of, I hope this works out, instead of like, no, he 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 worked it out. It already it already happened. Um, I think I think it's huge. Any other thoughts on the advice versus announcement conversation? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's it's interesting how like how like in the Gospels it's framed. It's not even framed as advice. It's always framed as an announcement, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, and even, I mean, sometimes we don't even think about this, but when we read the Gospels, Jesus Himself is preaching the gospel. Right. And the way He does it is He points to Himself. Yes. He says, "I'm, I'm it." Right. So the it's not about here. The kingdom has come. The kingdom is here. Um, even in Paul's language, when you read yeah. Paul's writings, he doesn't he doesn't ever tell you yeah. how. He always just says Jesus is. Jesus did this. We saw yeah. him, and and so uh, I think of I think of the Pentecostal sermon too, uh, on uh, Peter's Pentecost sermon. Uh, it's a declaration. Acts yeah, yeah, Acts two. I mean, it was a good sermon, not not like yours, Brent, today, but you know, it was it was a. Hey, I'd like to see him <laughs> preach to an empty room and a red dot and a camera and see how Peter does. <laughs> yeah, but but anyways, if you if you read, I'm pretty, the, pretty sure. Pretty sure the rock that Jesus built the church on be just fine. But anyway, go ahead. I mean, if you read his language, there's no, there's no hell. It's not how to do anything. It's just Jesus did this. Receive it. Jesus know? did this. You did this. Yep. 
do with it what you will. Yeah, basically what he said. And then he said, and 3,000 were added to their number, right? Right. Like, that's it. That's absolutely everything. Uh, That's, that's, uh, I had a, I had a question I was going to ask and now I've lost it. Um, Oh shoot. It was, it was going to be good anyway. All right. Let's talk about fake news. (laughs) Fake news. What, um, Oh no, it was this. I was just going to make a statement about, um, you know, and we'll probably hit this in the weeks to come in the, in the coming weeks. I'm excited. Like we're going to, we're going to do the deep dive. Like next week, we're going to talk about incarnation. We're nice. going to talk about atonement. We're going to talk about uh, restoration. Like we're, we're going to, I got like 11, I'm telling you like 11 weeks of this. Um, I'm very excited about just going deep. And I, I think, you know, to come full circle in this discussion, the reason why I felt led to do this is because we are in a time where not just are we upended and not just is like, this is a different time. Like this is a different time for the church. And we, as at least as King's church, this is not the time to double down on any current or or past model and say, that's where our hope is. Mm -hmm. You're going to die with that. This is the time where we just like, Hey, you know, first things first, last things last. This is the gospel that we have believed. This is what we've give, staked everything on. This is what we're carrying forth. This is this is why we exist. I, I just felt like it's this. If we can just preach the gospel for ten or eleven weeks, and get that in our system and get aligned with it in a deeper way than ever, we're going to be just fine on the other side of this, yeah. right? It's 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 they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony didn't say they overcame by this model or that model or because they were multi-site or because I didn't say any of that. So that's, that's the point and my hope behind it. Um, but one of the things I think it's so important is I just want, I want to make sure our hearers tonight and thanks so much for everybody tuning in. It's so important that we as the church recapture what the gospel message actually is. Look, like, let me say it like this. It is way 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 more than jesus died for my sins so i can go to heaven Mm. it's just way more absolutely like that is that is one wedge of the pie absolutely it's 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 so deep and so uh arresting when you Mm -hmm. think about the fact that the blood of jesus has atoned for your sins but atonement is one of like a bunch of the themes that Jesus brings to culmination. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like it's just one of them. And it, it, this by no mean, not, by no means downplays the value of atonement, but the fact that we've turned the gospel message into, you know, believe in Jesus, say this prayer, your sins will be forgiven and you'll go to heaven is Great. not what Jesus actually announced. That's right. Jesus never said the sinner's prayer. He never said, Hey, repeat these words after me. Like he never said any of that. And that there's a place for that. Don't, don't get me wrong people, but it's like, um, there's, it's the word soteriology. Like your, your, it's your theology of salvation and Mm -hmm. salvation according to Jesus is much bigger than just your sins. Like just off the top of my head, he came to defeat the enemy. He came to reveal light in the darkness, like to defeat, like the lies in your mind. He came to yes, to forgive your sin. He came to restore creation. He came Mm -hmm. to reconcile creation and God. Like there's so many themes. The biggest theme of the gospel is actually that God keeps his covenant. That's actually like one of the biggest themes is like Jesus I was thinking this, this got me on Good Friday, guys. Sorry if I just let me riff for a second. 
at the Good Friday service, I it didn't occur to me until the service was done, but I was getting just I was getting messed up, man. Just just thinking about the sacrifice of Jesus, thinking about the cross. And this two things never occurred to me before they did that day. Two, two kind of aha moments as I was reading the scripture. I read from Matthew. You guys remember you guys caught that service? Yeah. I read from Matthew and talked about like when Jesus died on the cross. And then it says like, and the, the temple tore in two. And then the other, the other piece that stuck out to me was when Jesus said, I will not, and you said it today, Seth, in your communion, which we're going to do everyone, by the way, we're going to do it pretty much every week. So just get juice and, a, and bread in your house. Just keep it there. So you're not drinking milk every week. Um, like I did today. So I think there's <laughs> grace for it, but anyway, there was the, uh, the, the one thing that stuck out to me was the Jesus said, I'll not drink of the cup until I come again, which basically it just floored me to think how Jesus is, is like fasting in a sense while we, while, while he waits for that, that the, the consummation of the bride and the groom, which is quite a thought. But the other piece, speaking of covenant is it said that when Jesus said it's finished, it said that the te- the 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 curtain in the temple tore in two. Now, if you guys know anything about covenant in the Old Testament, for a covenant to be made, something had to be cut in half, and there had to be bloodshed and death. That's how a covenant was actually made. Something was torn in half. Yep. It was bloodshed and death. And I don't I don't mean to be crass at all. Um, there's actually shades of like uh virginity like when 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 a marriage is consummated like there's a tearing and there's bloodshed and again this if you can't go there and you whatever but this is beautiful it's it's jesus on the cross actually like fulfills the covenant and recreates a new one like he he simultaneously fulfills Mm -hmm. the old covenant and actually recreates a new one through his sacrifice which is it just it's just stunning like that God is so committed to his promise that he would die for it in our place. Like, please. Exactly. Crazy. Um, unbelievable. But uh, sorry, there's just a little, little nah. riff. I don't know if that'll come out in the series or not, but um, all that to say, the gospel is about, I, I said it really quick. I said, um, you know, the gospel announcement according to Paul was that God has reclaimed his fallen world. He has reconciled all things to himself through his son, Jesus, and he has launched a restoration process of all things through him and his kingdom. That's the gospel. Do your sins fall into that camp? Yep. Does your past? Absolutely. Does your present? Yep. Do your habits? Yep. It captures everything. Mm-hmm. But let's not just minimize it down to Jesus died for my sins so I can go to heaven. It's, it's so much more than that, you know? It's, it is um fake news but let's say uh, and then we'll add a we'll kick a couple questions around and then we'll be done here mm-hmm. um we talked this morning about so not only is the gospel an announcement not advice we talked about how the gospel you have to if it's not good news it's not the gospel and i think a lot of the things that we have accepted as good news aren't really good news it's good ish right like the for instance the works gospel we talked about how if you do these things you'll go to heaven well, that's sort of good news going to heaven but the bad news is um i got to convince god through my behavior 
Hmm. Um, which, Good luck on that one. Yeah, it turns out, turns out that's really hard. Because um, yeah, I can not, I don't know about you guys, but my uh, track record of keeping his standards has not been yeah, super man. good. Mm-hmm. My track record of keeping my standards has not been super good. <laughs> as as per the extra jiggle I got right now. <laughs> uh, oh, man. You don't even know what jiggle is yeah, man. until you've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this jelly. <laughs> The, the works thing is it, it's a that's a tough one it is and, and and i come into even the works of church and the works of worship and the works those things can can just really cloud um what what it's really about and what that gospel is until you really receive it um man i we well we see that over and over and i've seen it in my own life m- many times where working working the right steps and the right things, believing that it's going to buy me favor or making me feel whole. But I, I think Brent, that, that one today for me, the works, um, I like how it's number one on your list because I think that is so huge and we can get lost in that. Mm-hmm. Um, See if I can find that list for everybody. I get it. Uh, even in, uh, in, in uh, like recovery or the workplace or in marriage or with kid that, that works is uh yeah so we talked about so there was works which was the idea of like self-justification that's really what that is like i'm gonna it's the classic you know and, and you encounter this a lot with with people like if you interview someone on the street and says if god's gonna let you into heaven why and, and the answer is always well i think i was a pretty good person right um sure. that's the that's the works that's the gospel that's the gospel of sin management at some level it's works talked about uh wealth the idea of like seeing god as kind of this cosmic benefactor that if you you know it's like it's like he's he's mark cuban and it's and it's shark tank and you got to go in and pitch your business idea and hope that he's gonna like sponsor it it's it's kind of this this i you know and you see all kinds of Sorry, I shouldn't have compared God to Mark Cuban, but this is a false God. Um, so it's like this idea. And then you get this where you get the prosperity gospel from this idea of like you do these things and God will make you rich. Uh, you have, I don't had another one, wellness. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of just like seeing God as like a roadmap. You hear sometimes like it's a roadmap to life. You know, the the Bible, it'll tell you all the things to do. And, you know, and, and I, all these things are partially true, by the way. Mm-hmm. It, it, but uh what were the other ones we did uh warfare wisdom wisdom, yeah so like just just ideology and and knowing truth and stuff like that having wisdom um and then warfare the idea of like defeating the devil so so you guys are all location pastors so you're pastoring people and then you know you have you've got ministry experience life experience you know adam you're you're on the front lines as well with celebrate recovery and that whole ministry what what is most what is the most common form of fake gospel news that you encounter where so we're like you're like oh dude you have you have such a jacked up idea of of who this god is and what he's done what do you what do you guys encounter the most works for me yeah you see hey i'm doing great i'm doing great this is good if i keep doing this i keep it it's works and and it robs you of the rest 
in that yeah. particular uh, john you know john and i worked together at a campus for a year and hey, john, it's works 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 the more i volunteer the more i volunteer the more i do this if so john true. and adam and pastors think i'm good then i'm good and they'll convince my wife or my yep. husband i'm good right and uh and i can kind of sleep at night it, do you it, ever catch the wellness yeah. gospel though adam like I, I bet you do a lot like let me say this you yep. get somebody they'll come and 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 rightly so like again these things are based on a half truth all of them like there's truth in all of these yep. you get someone that'll come to celebrate recovery they're struggling with whatever addiction and they come and they don't come necessarily to get well they almost come for another pill yeah it's gonna like it's gonna fix them mm -hmm. like and if i take if i take this medicine Yep. Then it's going to fix me. Have you, how have you seen the gospel turn into another, into another drug form? Oh, it, it becomes <clears throat> well, super, super, super highly addictive until it's not doing what they hoped it would do. Yes. It's, it's mm. the same thing for like, Hey, like you guys all know, like antidepressants and anxiety medication, it has its place and it's super important. You know, I'm an ADD guy and there's been seasons where I've had ADD medicine and it's been great, but it, the problem is, is you want that to fix it all. And if it's not fixing it, then you want more of it in an artificial way. And it's the same. So if I can come to church on Sunday, prayer on Wednesday, CR, volunteer at youth, and I'm not saying all those things are bad, but you're exactly right, Brent. You're hoping that that pill and the more of that pill I take, the, the better I'll feel. You're replacing one drug for another. Totally. And I'm not saying it's a bad drug. Oh, no, but, 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 but there's a fundamental, there's a fundamental flaw it's in approaching trick. God that way. Yep. Um, it's in my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think, we're, I, no, let, let me just say, like, I think we're all prone to, to falling into these traps. I think that's why it's so important. Mm -hmm. That's why communion is so important. That's why it's important to preach the gospel to yourself every day. Mm -hmm. Rehearse, like, I am the righteousness of Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. I, today I, I stand not condemned, but fully forgiven. Like to just to be able yeah. to preach the gospel to yourself sets the, you that free. Wellness thing, that wellness is huge. I, I was kind of tying the wellness and the works together, but uh, that, that it's huge. And if I can convince others yeah. I'm well, then I can convince myself I'm well. Like what an amazing trap if Satan could keep you coming to church, but have you being super ineffective because you think you're well. Totally. You're not healed. It's absolutely the perfect, it's the perfect perfect i started uh re I, i'm i got a dog as everyone knows and uh i, I, like I, I i'm i'm having fun he's he's, yeah, he's pretty cool. i get i get a lot of texts from my wife though that say like your dog is doing this which which isn't a good sign because <laughs> it means she's mad at it but anyway um but i started re-listening i'm listening to screw tape letters again Whoa. And he, okay. and in it, like there's a chapter where, where screw tape is, uh, or Wormwood, the uncle is, is coaching screw tape. And he said something about like, um, yeah, I see your patients become a Christian. He said, don't worry too much just yet. He's like, basically that there's lots of room within the church to actually not find Jesus, you know, like that you can, you can find church and not find Jesus quite cool. easily. So we'll work that angle basically yeah, is man. what it says. Oh, sad. Yeah. Well, I think we're all prone to it, man. Just like we're, we're just trying to, we're trying to yeah. leverage. That's what all of these are forms of religion, by the way. They're all leveraging yeah. a system to try to produce a result. And again, like that's such a, that's, there's such a shift in weight. 
Jesus already produced the result. My job is to rest in that, mm-hmm. not to obtain it myself. Yep. Such mm-hmm. a huge, you know, you see um, the wealth, the wealth gospel, you see the same thing. I see it, you know, people don't necessarily like, you see the really bad versions of like, you know, the prosperity gospel where it's like, God wants you all to be rich and God wants you like, I don't know. I don't think that's quite the case. I think, I think there's evidence that I, here's what I know. God has taken care of me. And I think if you follow Jesus, your, your testimony will be my cup overflows. What that looks like. I don't know, but I think a lot of people will start following Jesus because they want like, it's, here's another way to put the wellness or the, uh, the wealth gospel. It's good luck. I'm, it's superstition. It's like I'm following Jesus so that God will bless me in this area. It's yeah. like um any of you guys been yeah. to Haiti? Any of you guys ever been to Haiti? No. You guys should go. We got our partner church. All three, I'm sending you. All three of you. Um, I need to go again soon too. I'd like to get back down, but um I don't know if travel is going to happen anytime soon, but yep. uh, It'll be a little wait, maybe in Haiti, they have like their public transit. It's not public, it's private, but it, everyone goes on these buses. These like, you know, you own a bus and you taxi people around and all these buses are painted. Every bus has like Jesus imagery all over it. Like it says Jesus on it. It's got Jesus's likeness and it's Bible verses. And so I got my buddy, Carl, uh, we're driving around in Port-au-Prince and I, I'm like, look, man, is, is, everybody here a christian and he goes no no that's superstition he goes people do that because they think god will bless their business they 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 put that they do that because they think that if they have jesus on their bus it won't break down um and it's it's superstition see it in Uh, tattoos too crosses everywhere yeah absolutely how many people wear a cross like there's a subtle superstition and that's not gospel that's fake news man that you're like that you're 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 resting in, in a, your hope is in that god's gonna like he again that this might turn out good for me when like i get you look back at the event that happened no this has and is and will turn out good for me it's, it's huge yeah. i yeah i think it's you know i think it's like uh i've often heard the term oftentimes these these fake news and fake gospels or whatever often come with the idea that Jesus isn't sufficient enough even. Right. Yes. So it's, it's, it's like, it's like Jesus plus. Right. right? Yes. And so like you have like, this is why like, like Paul, Paul actually wrote letters to churches that fell into all these, by the way, which is fascinating. Like Galatians is all yes. about a church that fell to works. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Colossians is all about a church that fell into special forms of wisdom and secret, yes. secret societies almost. Right. Yep. And his message to them was all about the supremacy and the sufficiency of Jesus himself. Right. So it's, it's Mm. a, I think a lot of times it's, it's, it's a Jesus, we get trapped into a, it's not, it's not that we're away from Jesus. It's Jesus and Jesus and something now or Jesus plus something else. Right. So. um, And how often, and how often though, do we do that to ourselves? Like how often do you, like the moment you have a, you have a day where you fall short and you go past conviction and like, say, say God reveals something that you, you cut somebody off in traffic and you flip them the bird or whatever. And you're like, crap, they had a King's church sticker on their car. Oh, right. And you're like, <laughs> like, oh, I, I, helped I have, dude, I've, I've, I've glared, I've glared at people. I, I haven't given the finger, but I've like, I've given the stank eye to people. 
that definitely go to King's Church. And I was like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have yeah. done that. I had to tint, I had to tint, <laughs> I had to tint um, all these windows. Yeah, just, yeah, right, right. But, uh, you know, like if you, if you have, a, if you do something, you fall short. Yeah. The moment that you go, the listen, the moment that we go from allowing the conviction to, to make us return back to the cross and receive fresh grace and, and ask God to mm -hmm. transform my mind so that I stop believing the wrong thing that makes me the type of person that flips people off in traffic. Like, what am I missing? <laughs> but the moment, most of us don't do that though. Most of us, we, we try to pay some form of penance. I'm going to feel guilty all night and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Does that make sense to you guys? Like some, like if I, yeah. you know, you start yep. playing the, you kind of weigh in the scales. Well, like, you know, I not that bad, but I'm this bad. Like anybody in the moment that you start doing that, you are no longer trusting that Jesus is your justification. That's right. It's Jesus and a little bit of me. <laughs> I'm going to work it out. Right. Like, yeah, we all do it. Yep. We yeah, sure it's massive, do. massive. It is. There's a yeah, lot. That's true. Awesome. There's yep. a couple, a uh, couple questions that came in while we were chatting here. Let me, uh, let me see. Can you explain, can you explain the wealth fake news a bit? Why do so many churches require uh, or strongly push people to tithe a certain percentage of their earnings. Oh, good question, Diane. Awesome. Oh, you asked the right guy that one. Boom. Yes. Yeah. So no one should tithe to get God off their back. No one should tithe or give to coax God into giving back. And we're very, again, you hear, a lot of people hear what they want to hear. But I assure you, if you go back and you listen to the last 100 services we've done, every time we do an offering, we definitely believe that the tithe is something that is biblical. I tithe, uh, all of us do. Um, but we give mm -hmm. as an act of faith in response to what God gave. We don't give to get, we give because we got. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. We don't give to get, we give because we got already. We give from what we have. And when we give our first, again, that's a way that we set ourselves, like it, it's a giving God our first fruits, that, that's an alignment thing. Here, simple fact is this, a lot of people, you say you trust Jesus, you say you trust the announcement of the gospel, but in actuality, like it's Jesus plus, I'm going to manage my bank account. Jesus mm -hmm. plus, I'm going to make sure I keep. And to me, the tithe is a test. It's a test of where my faith and my heart is at. And it's a, it's a benchmark. It's a, it's a thing that I look at that's like, you know what? This is one of the yeah. reasons I know that God is doing something in me because it's not normal to give 10% of your income. It's yeah. flat out not normal. It's yeah. weird, super yeah. weird, but it's a, it's a real yeah. thing. And God's, God's favor. Absolutely. Once you align yourself, God's favor flows. No question. I, I, hmm. that's different though. That's different than the prosperity gospel. The prosperity gospel says like, give, give $50 and God's going to give you 500. It doesn't say anything about that, but if you tithe, God will take care of you. hundred mm -hmm. percent. You were just saying the Jesus plus, 
like living your life with Jesus plus me plus man, that's a terrible way to live. And man, so, so many of us do that. Yeah. Rough. Like, I know you just said that, but that, yeah, that is a rough way to live. It I think we all do it though, man. Yeah. I think all of us, we all kind of bring, bring some like, you know, let something run sidecar to the grace of Jesus. I know. Yep. Hmm. It's like, um, it's what That's, is it? Is it Galatians, Seth? I think you were referring, referencing it earlier where, where Paul says, he says, I do not set aside the grace of God mm-hmm. that that's the, t- the mm-hmm. fight is right there. Like that. I, can you keep it front and center or have you set it aside and said, you know what? Like, yeah, it's the grace of God. We'll keep that, but we'll also keep a little bit of this and a little bit of this. And it's, yeah, it's Jesus plus. Yeah. And that's uh, if you have anything next to gospel, it is no longer the gospel. If it's the prosperity mm. gospel, if it's the wellness gospel, if it's the social justice gospel, it's not the gospel. It's the Jesus gospel, and that's the only yeah. gospel. That's right. Um, what else do we got? A couple other questions. Um, I have been way at the beginning. I forget. I can't find it, but I don't know if anyone else. Um, there are many that believe in Jesus. There, yeah. Karen Boyd said, there are many that believe in Jesus, but what do they believe about him? Demons also believe. I think that's more of a statement she's saying. That's coming down to the to the accuracy. Yeah, I, they the demons do believe and they tremble. It says in James, um, but again, there's clearly there's clearly a lie that they're operating on um, that uh, locks them into being in opposition to God. Um, mm. What else we got here? How did the gospel get portrayed as advice instead of an announcement? When you say gospel, you're specifically referencing Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, or the Bible in general. That's great. There's a whole wide variety. So what does gospel mean, guys? We freeze up. Does anybody know what the gospel, what is the gospel for, for Diane? What do we, what do we mean by gospel? How, do, how is that different than Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? That's a great question. I mean, what, how do we delineate? Because I know we're mixing, mixing words here. Someone want to take that? Or I can, I can, I can go I can for go it, for Seth. It. Yeah, the gospel, uh, the gospel is, it's, it's the arc, it's the, it's the entire arc of scripture. It's not just, the gospels are the, are the I, I would say the, like the climactic moment of the gospel if we can say it that way. Right. And so we're talking about the fullness and the wholeness of, of, of the context of the scripture. It's basically Jesus being, being the fulfillment of everything that was in the past Mm -hmm. and everything that is to come. Jesus is the climactic moment. Uh, The simple way to define gospel is Jesus. It, it, it really is. I mean, I know that's, that's the, that's the kind of the answer that we say is always right in church. Um, but when we're talking about the idea of like gospels, uh, are the four accounts, but actually what pastor Brent was reading out of today, first Corinthians chapter 15, a lot of theologians believe that that is what they call the apostolic gospel tradition, or that was the oral tradition long before the gospels or the new Testament was even written. There was a statement, um, that was given, uh, that they, that they shared. It was a creed of the church. Uh, this is the gospel. First Corinthians chapter 15 is probably your greatest declaration of the gospel. And it centers on the climatic moment of the arc of scripture, 
yeah. uh, from, 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 from the garden to the city in Revelation 21, 22, the climactic yeah. moment is Jesus. Yeah, so, the whole, so I, I, I understand, I think I understand the confusion and I know we have a whole wide range of people from every background. So the gospel, the G-O-S-P-E-L, that literally comes from a word that translates as good news. Correct, yeah. Now you have four, and this is where it gets confusing, four what we call gospels in the Bible, which would be Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're the gospels according, or the good news according to Matthew, according to Mark, according. So it's their version of telling the news, the good news of Jesus. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that don't get, don't get that. I can understand why that can get confusing for people. Like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are four different versions of telling the good news about yeah. Jesus. The good news, the gospel is Jesus, that Jesus has fulfilled the the old covenant and launched a new covenant in his blood like that's it's really the it's the culmination of scripture that's the good news that when jesus gets up in luke 4 and he says i have come to, to proclaim freedom uh, to the captive good news to the poor sight to the blind um that's the good news jesus said it like this he said here's the good news the kingdom is at hand in him Basically, yeah. he just said, good news, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. That's basically, that's basically yeah. the gospel according to Jesus is this. It's good. Yeah. Can I, can, I, can I just add something else to that? Like the idea of gospel isn't just, it isn't just isolated to Jesus. Uh, other rulers had a gospel. Like there was, in, in Romans time, they used to call it the gospel of, you know, Caesar, almost like they would come as, as yes. heralds and witnesses and they would come and they would make an announcement mm -hmm. before the King would even come into a city. And it was called the gospel or the good news of whatever King it was. Right. And so um, understand that the gospel here is again, kind of going back to what we said before, and we're kind of repeating ourselves, probably going in circles here, but when Jesus comes and, and makes the declaration of a King and kingdom, this is so much bigger than just the forgiveness of my sins. This is a entire realignment of the world and ruler of the world. And it's him. Right. So yeah. um, I, maybe book, that will help understand too. I don't know. Like, so yeah. Book, some book recommendations. Um, one of my favorite authors, and I'm actually rereading several of his books preparing this, this series, but one of the best writers on just understanding the gospel, the big arc story of the gospel is uh, N.T. Wright. Um, simple little book. In mm. fact, I, I ripped off some of, some of his, um, the, the delineation between the gospel is news, not advice. That actually, I got that originally, some of that ideation from, uh, from N.T. Wright in the book. He's called Simply Good News. Uh, he's got one called Simply, uh, Simply Jesus, I believe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just called Simply Jesus. And then he's got a bunch like Surprised by Hope. Anyway, he corrects a lot of the, uh, if you want to like kind of come up for air from maybe some of the, your, your, the baggage that you grew up in, whether it's an atheistic home or even more so a religious background, he's probably the most, the foremost New Testament scholar on planet earth. Um, he's the guy that, that all the scholars look to and say, yeah, he's, he's the good. So and yeah, N.T. Wright, N.T. Wright. Um, it's, it's, it's readable, but it's, it might take you a while. It's, it's some of it's, anyway, go for it. Um, 
really a couple more quick questions here before before we sign off um peter buck asked earlier on um hey guys what has been your biggest ministry challenge since covid and your biggest ministry surprise i like that biggest challenge biggest surprise in this kind of covid season mm. biggest challenge for me was all the plans and dreams we had <laughs> yeah biggest gone surprise. Biggest surprise is God showed up in an unbelievable way in it all, yeah. which I don't know why I'm surprised, yeah. but um, I had some plans, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, that didn't happen. Yeah. So my biggest, uh, yeah. The, all of us, the spring was, you know, we worked hard, prayed about it. We fought about it. We believed that God was going to do something amazing and, and he did anyway, and he is doing so. Yeah. But that was mine, but is mine. Yeah, I uh, I would agree with that, uh, Adam. I think the there's that scripture I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, like it's where is it in Proverbs where it says like, um, you know, we 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 have our plans, but the Lord directs our steps, or guides our steps. Um, we make our plans, but the Lord's guides our steps. I forget exactly how it goes, but basically, you know, like you you kind of point in a direction, but then God's the one that really sort of starts to move your life. And uh, one of the yeah, it was just like, if you look at back, you know, August, then September, then November, and then January, just like the way that God was leading us into this time is unbelievable. We had no idea. And yet God so, just had, got, had so arranged, like I, I, people don't know this, but like we, we just got the infrastructure to do online ministry the way we're currently doing it. Like we just got that. Mm -hmm. You know, on, on the heel, like that just happened December, January. And now, you know, that became, you know, the way God went before us, but he also fulfilled a lot of our goals that we had. Like guys, we, people don't know, but we, we had a whole exhaustive plan. We were going to roll out this spring, um, trying to reach more people than we ever had before. That was the goal. The goal was engage more people than King's church has ever engaged before. Yeah. And one of the big strategies was going to be through, through evangelism and through alpha mm -hmm. and now like after the initial like oh my goodness what's going to happen we we actually see god is fulfilling our dreams and the things that we thought were going to happen it's coming in a different way but it's actually going further than we'd even hoped like <laughs> i know we we had a goal mm -hmm. we had a goal to engage five thousand people a week that was our goal um through all of our stuff all of our locations and ministries and stuff um Last weekend, uh, we, we last last week on Facebook alone, we had a hundred thousand like hits. I know 100,000. What were we before on Facebook alone? I don't know about a week, I didn't ever look at that, but you know, no, if, we had, if we had a less than half of that, we had like an out of the park weekend that like everyone was excited about, everyone was sharing the sermon and stuff like that. You know, it, it might get 10,000 views. Exactly. That was old. Yeah. And now, like, now, that was like, an, that was a record. Usually, it was anywhere from three to 8,000 was kind of where it yeah. would run. And now, we're kind of in the 30,000 range yeah. For, yeah. for a weekend service, which is, like, insane. And you talk about alpha, you know, we've got, we, we, we like, packed out our Zoom alphas, like, wow. just today. So, like mm. Greg was already telling me the first hundreds already, already booked. Like we wow. already have a hundred people in alpha, just bam. Yeah. Crazy man. So 
That's insane. So we had, we, Greg, Greg's already like trying to open up a second one. So wow. like a second, like we're going to be running that Thursday because we didn't have enough room for everybody. So <laughs> what is this? This is, I know. you know, it's, it's scary because like our plans are kind of gone, but like God's doing it. Yeah. Thank goodness they are, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. So yeah, that's been, that's been huge. Well, guys, this has been a ton of fun. I know we've, uh, our viewership's dipped by 10. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, you know what? L- let me just be vulnerable for a second. Here's, here's the hardest part about for the preaching is the preaching to a camera is no joke when there's nobody in the room. You, you, it's like pushing a boulder uphill. There's just, there's no momentum. And then the other worst part of it all is you have the 30,000 views, but you can also watch in real time when people check out and they leave your sermon. Like you go, you can just watch the number go down, go down. So it stings a bit. Stings. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, a really brave person might get up and, and leave service if they're bored. Like, like I think John, a couple of times, John, the guy that sits with us in the front front row, you know, a few times, you know, he's got some, um, some, uh, some challenges. We love sitting with him. A couple times, remember that time he got up, he starts walking right down the aisle. I'm preaching. John walks straight down the aisle. Says he's not making any sense. <laughs> straight, straight out loud. Just right out loud. So not making, he's not making any sense. Remember John, he looked at a few and he goes, He's not making any sense. He's got no idea what he's talking about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's always, always telling me, come on, asking me to come up, come up on stage. But, and the other, my other, my other, my other favorite John thing is he always asks me, Hey, how's your wife? <laughs> <laughs> he says to me, yeah. he goes, he's the only guy in the world. Uh, that I'm not going to punch. Yeah. Saying that. He, says to me, he goes, uh, Adam, you're my favorite pastor. When's pastor Andy back? <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. Uh, I love so him, man. I miss him. I miss him. I, w- I, I, I wish we could get him to come. I just take him while I'm preaching in an empty room. Yeah, but it's like you know, you might get you might get a person who's really brave that stands up and leaves. But online, like everyone's a savage online. You just like come and go whenever people. You know, Melanie and I are like sitting there this morning watching. You know, watching the sermon together, which is also different, but. And then you're reading the comments and it's like, we're in the middle of the sermon. And so-and-so is like, Hey, what's up? What's going on? Hey, how's everyone doing? They're like, they're like, are you even listening? Are you even listening to the sermon? Or are you like, you oh, know, yeah. like, is this just a chat forum for you? Anyway, that's my, uh, that's my, my little, my little rant. That's awesome. Yeah, my, my kids ask if they can play video games while we watch church. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, we, yeah, no, we can't. I'm preaching last week and Alex is like, yeah, I'm out. And he goes and like gets cars and he starts playing. He's like, not, not yeah, well, he's, it, so. he's four. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, guys, man. this was a ton of fun. I will, uh, I'll have you back awesome. on the show, maybe even next weekend. So this was, uh, this was fun. So yeah. next week, next week with the sermon, we're going to be talking about um, just that God is uh, like the gospel. The gospel starts with God that it actually begins with God moving in our direction. And awesome. like John, I'm going to do John, John one and the whole idea in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Like the gospel is something that God did and God initiated. 
That's and we're going to talk about the idea of being with, like living with God. So I think yeah. it's going to be helpful. So it's going to be good, man. Again, it's going to correct some religious stuff, I think, for us all. So any yeah. final thoughts, final thoughts, Any anything, anything left, left to say? It's interesting. we got four different levels of beard going on right now. I would say Adam A, Adam, sta- Adam stage one, Seth stage two, two. Yeah. Brent stage three, John, John full John. force stage four. Yeah. Yes. Well done. We need John's, Jay here as well, man. John, John's, my, John's, my, John's my inspiration. Yeah. Almost, almost shaved the head. Almost shaved my head today. I can't do it. I can't do it. What's that, Adam? Call me if that ever happens. Don't. Well, my my son Aiden, he woke up. He just like he woke up. His hair was just like this, and he goes, "Dad, I'll shave my head if you shave yours." Yeah. And I was like, oh, "I might, I might Trust do me. it." That's I a can't, I can't do it. I've got a wicked widow's peak. Like I would, it would just be like a point. <laughs> like count count chocula over here. It, it would. It would. I'd scare. I'd scare scare kids. No, yeah. The viewership yeah. on commu- the viewership on communion would have gone way down if my head was shaved. Yeah, Brent told me like six it. months yeah. ago, he's like, go for it. You can still grow it. There's still some there. Yeah, look, that would look nice. <laughs> grow, grow that sucker out, eh? Yeah, with my little pony hill. My little pony hill on the back. Yeah. You look like Joe Exotic. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Oh, wait. Yes. Awesome. We, here. Still, what's that wrestler? Who's the wrestler that used to have the bald... Uh, Oh man! Oh no! Have a nice night, guys. Did you see where Trump wants? Trump's son wants to get him out of jail, asking for. A yeah, pardon? I saw that. I did. I did. Oh, man, yeah. okay, you say, say what you want about Trump. I love what he does to the media. He just owns them. Yeah, I love when he says, uh, "You're, uh, you're, you're the mi- you're in the minor leagues." Oh Very- yeah, he goes uh, Comcast. <laughs> Comcast, more like. More like Comcast. Because <laughs> you want to, you want to cause panic. You think you can cause panic? He says you're yeah. in the minor leagues compared to me. I can cause panic. You're nothing. You're, I you're never. It. I love it. It's the best. Next All right. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Thanks All for right. tu- right, thanks guys. for tuning right, in, everybody. You. Love you guys. You, you too. See you later, guys. Yep.